The Perfect Stress Podcast does not provide medical or nutritional advice, nor is it a substitute for medical or nutritional advice, and is not intended for the prevention, cure, or mitigation of any medical condition or disease. This podcast provides information only. Please consult a physician or nutritionist for advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Perfect Stress Podcast, where we walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. I'm Adam Darrow, your host and founder of My Stress Alarm. So this week is IBD Awareness Week or Crohn's and Colitis Awareness Week or Colitis and Crohn's Awareness Week. I'm not sure. Maybe all three. Um, I believe it's from last Wednesday to this Wednesday. So IBD is inflammatory bowel disease and which I have, mine is triggered by stress. Not everybody's is, but a lot of patients believe theirs are. Stress is a popular subject in the ulcerative colitis Facebook group that has over 40,000 members. And in other support groups as well, not just ulcerative colitis, stress is mentioned quite a bit. In fact, it's been quite a while, so maybe I'll just quickly uh, tell my story. Back in 2000, I believe, um, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, or UC for short, which is an inflammatory bowel disease, one of two main ones, the other being Crohn's disease. Both are considered autoimmune disorders. Basically, ulcerative colitis causes inflammation in the colon. You can have severe cramping, diarrhea, blood in your stool, uh, loss of appetite, and a slew of other symptoms as well based on severity, so not fun. So my gastroenterologist started me on a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, which did the trick for a while, maybe a couple years. So I would flare up from time to time, and then we would increase the dosage, and then the flare-up would go back into remission. But each time, my flare-up got a little worse and a little harder to control. And eventually, even on the max dose of the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, it was not bringing the flare-up down, and it was only getting worse at that point. And it came down to needing prednisone. So for those of you not familiar with prednisone, it's a common steroid medication prescribed for many conditions, but I wasn't so fond of prednisone because there's all kinds of potential side effects as well. And frankly, that scared me. And I was also wondering what the end game was too. I mean, okay, fine. Maybe so that worked. Maybe that would work. It probably would have worked had I taken it. But then what about next time? I mean, you can't use it long term and then you're using other immunosuppressant drugs, and, and maybe one day you know, I have to have surgery to re- remove my colon. Who knows? So on the other hand, though, the, the flare-up was scaring me as well because it was the worst I've ever had to that point. And I was really having severe cramping, uh, I remember, um, and, and I didn't feel like eating so much, and my prognosis just wasn't looking very good at that point. And I had to go to work like this too. We didn't Worked from home very much back then. This was around 2003. So I actually got the prescription filled for prednisone just just so I had it in case I changed my mind. And the generic's pretty cheap anyway, so I didn't mind the money. 
But I decided to try an alternative approach first because once you start prednisone, you can't just stop. You, know, you have to wean off of it and, and, and just kind of go through the whole course. So anyway, um, I decided to try Chinese medicine. I didn't expect much, but figured I had nothing to lose at that point, right? So I found a very nice couple, husband and wife, in Wheaton, Maryland, off Georgia Avenue, for those of you who may be familiar with the area. Both Chinese doctors who ran their business out of their home, as many do. Dr. Betty Pang and Dr. Philip Dai. I love that name, Dr. Dai. Spelled differently, though. Uh, it was D-A-I. So I got the treatment, went home, and to make a long story short, I was dumbfounded by the results. I remember it well. It was truly unbelievable how fast and effective the treatment worked. I certainly wasn't expecting it, and thankfully, with repeated treatments, I was able to go into full remission, and I dodged a bullet and didn't need the steroids. Yay, problem solved, finally, right? Well, not quite. There were some issues, like, first of all, they lived 50 miles away and didn't make house calls, and yes, I did try other acupuncturists and Chinese doctors near me, but unfortunately, I never seemed to respond to any of their treatments. That's a whole other discussion we can talk, we can, we can have. Uh, and I may have actually covered this in a previous episode, but I can't remember. I'd have to go back. But anyway, another issue was that they were already in their mid-80s at the time. So I, I didn't think it was wise to include them in any long-term plans. And money was also an issue. I would say conservatively, over the years, I've spent no less than $5,000 just on the acupuncture and Chinese herbs. They would make these Chinese herbs themselves, and uh, they were $12 a bottle, and I took you know whatever they told me to take. So anyway, that's all of that is not counting the conventional side of things like doctor appointments, prescriptions, colonoscopies, lab tests, all that. So even though I was spared having to take the prednisone, which was huge, there were still these issues. So as time went on, I would, you know, always run back to Dr. Peng every time I flared up and she would do her thing. She would do the acupuncture and the other things, uh, moxibustion, cupping. She did that the old fashioned way with the, with the glass, um, and whatever. And, and it, and it would go away. The flare would go away. But she would always ask in the beginning, before each treatment, she was measuring my pulse and telling me to stick my tongue out and all that. She would ask, how well are you sleeping and how much are you working? And I would always guess and say, well, you know, I, I think I slept a little better this week, but uh, work was about the same. So I think it was around the 47th time that it occurred to me that she really wasn't asking, right? She was telling me. And so I started feeling stupid, quite honestly, embarrassed even, that I didn't have a better idea of my, you know, work and sleep levels. So I wanted to at least come up with a way to be more aware of that. And it didn't need to be perfect. I, I didn't need some fancy device that measures sleep or stress or anything like that. I just needed something that was better than guessing. And so I came up with a simple point system, three options to choose from, simple guidelines provided. It literally took me all but five minutes to come up with a basic gist of how it would work. Uh, basically, a weighted rolling average that could represent 
my accumulated stress level on any given day. But then I thought, you know, now that I have that, why not take it a step further and keep track of my symptoms too? This way I could correlate those two things and identify where the line was that I can't cross or I'll flare up. And this way I don't have to keep running back to Dr. Pang. And that's how this all started. And lo and behold, I started seeing results pretty quickly. It it didn't take that long. There was a noticeable reduction in the frequency and severity of my flares. And because I was now less distracted by that, I became more focused than ever on my goals. So it had a twofold benefit because the stress, the lack of sleep or the lack of uh, rest was due to overworking. I, I had a lot of things on my mind. I was very ambitious and working on a lot of goals. So, um, and I haven't had a major flare, by the way, since 2007, and I haven't taken meds in years since around 2010. And of course, when I say all this, I'm just talking about what I did. So please always talk with your doctor first before adjusting your dosage or, or stopping altogether or trying new treatments, acupuncture or anything else. I, I always kept my GI doctor in the loop. He had no objections to you know trying acupuncture or whatever and was beyond delighted when I told him what the results were. And he, he even started asking questions about it because perhaps some of his other patients might be able to uh, get relief as well. But as I reflect on my own story, I was extremely lucky, right? Because I, I could have just as easily, you know, gone to five other acupuncturists and not gotten the same results and concluded that acupuncture just wasn't for me. That could have easily happened. And it just made me think, you know, what other what are other people's experiences when, when they go the holistic route? Is it a complete disaster for them or do they get lucky like me? And I'm not just talking about IBD now either, uh, but any autoimmune disorder or any other health issue as well. If you have a health issue, stress-related or not, and want to try the holistic route, where do you start? Do you hire a coach? If so, what kind? A health coach, life coach? There's all kinds of coaches out there. Or maybe you just start with naturopathy or homeopathy. You can look it up. Or maybe uh, Ayurvedic medicine. I don't know if I'm saying that right. A-Y-U-R-V-E-D-I-C. You can look that one up as well. Or maybe you try a, uh, a detox or a special diet that someone swears by. Or a physical fitness program. Or yoga. Or massage therapy. Or acupuncture. That's my favorite. Or acupressure. I always wonder, why would someone try acupressure as opposed to acupuncture? I don't know. I'm sure there's a reason. Or maybe EFT tapping. Or Reiki. Or energy healing. Or essential oils and aromatherapy. Or floating therapy. There's these float cabins and it's pretty cool. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try it for my back because of my back injury. I'm going to ask my physical therapist first. But it's where you, you lay on your back in salt water and it's so thick. You, you don't have to keep yourself afloat. It You just lay there. It's in complete darkness. But because of my back, I might try that now and see what happens. But anyway, maybe try that. Um, how about cognitive therapy? Or resilience training, 
mindfulness, deep breathing exercises, meditation, maybe try the technical uh, high-tech route, the symptom trackers and the biofeedback apps and the sleep enhancement apps. Or maybe go the CBD oil route. I see the boxes in the grocery stores now, $45 for a small little box. And the list goes on and on. So where do you start? You know, so my long-term vision for this podcast is actually a go-to place for navigating the ever-expanding world of holistic services and maybe even serve as a sort of consumer advocacy group, something like that, which I think there's a great need for because, as I mentioned, it's kind of a crapshoot looking for holistic options. Not to mention, a lot of times you're probably in some kind of pain or discomfort, so there's a certain sense of urgency to find something effective as soon as you could. And there is a lot of quackery out there too, so you do have to be careful about that. So this kind of haphazard process probably turns off a lot of folks. And trying things one after another can get pretty expensive too. Now, to some extent, hospitals and doctors are incorporating certain holistic modalities into their patients' treatment plans. But it's not their core competency, and it's really incumbent upon the individual to take the initiative. So I believe there's a real opportunity to create a more streamlined pathway, an on-ramp, if you will, to the holistic world of services for average folks who don't really know too much about it, but are willing to take some time to educate themselves. So I'm envisioning very collaborative discussions with a wide range of holistic and medical professionals, as well as patients and clients alike to share their experiences. We'll deep dive into specific modalities, how long to give it before you know if it's working. Should you try two different things in combination? Are there diminishing returns, contraindications? How does it work, the method of action? What kinds of situations or people tend to respond better to certain holistic modalities? And hopefully out of these discussions, we could formulate a set of best practices for seeking out holistic services maybe codify them in some way. Who knows? Well, anyway, that's my two cents for this week. As I always say, I really value your feedback and I truly do. So please don't be shy. You can post a comment on the Perfect Stress Facebook page and always feel free to email me directly at adam at perfectstresscoaching.com. If you have any questions about IBD or support services, or anything else for that matter, contact me as well. Happy to help any way I can. Well, that's it for this week. Please stay safe. Wishing you good health and success. Thank you very much for listening. Have you ever felt like you pushed yourself so much that it actually affected your health, either physically or mentally? If you have an autoimmune disorder, heartburn, tension headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, high blood pressure, depression, or something else you think is stress-related, my stress alarm might be just the solution for you. It takes just a minute a day to use, and in no time you'll be walking that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. That's my stress alarm, available on both iOS and Android. No wearables or sensors needed. So why not give My Stress Alarm a try today? Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. And if you'd like to get new episodes automatically, just click subscribe. Also, I'd be much obliged if you left a review or comment. Well, 
Until next time, wishing you good health and success. And remember, don't let stress get in the way of success.